0: Greetings all you magnificent trainers out there, and welcome to the Tallgrass Podcast, your weekly dose of Pokemon consideration. I'm your host, Jake Durant, and today we are joined by... Seth Freeman. Seth, how excited are you to be on the show today?
1: I am super excited.
0: Because we get to talk about Metagross today. Everyone's favorite four-legged metal monster thing. Yeah. That, that's a good way to call him, right? It's.
1: I think it's a perfect description.
0: Thank you. I also think he got, without a doubt, the laziest mega evolution. Because they're like, what if he just floats and then holds his legs out in front of him? Yeah.
1: It's it's quite lovely to see, actually.
0: <laughs> How does he float, though? That's what I want to know.
1: See, he repels the Earth's magnetism, thus making him float.
0: Ah, so he just uses his own personal magnet s- system. Exactly. To, to ah, see, that is that is smart. I have never never taken that into consideration. It's
1: completely scientific. Yeah, I'm definitely sure. Definitely would work. Just
0: like everything else in the in the franchise, you know. Exactly. Proven by science. Yeah, definitely works. All right, so Seth, I have a personal problem. I know you think Beldum is super cute.
1: He's quite adorable.
0: I have a problem with Beldum because when you first get him in in Gen 3 and all he knows is takedown and you can't train him without inevitably doing damage to yourself. It frustrated me so much even to this day.
1: Oh, but you see, that's just Beldum's own way of saying that he wants to stay with you forever. He doesn't want to grow up. He just wants
0: to be his own thing. He wants to be himself for the rest of his life. Exactly. Is that, is so he's basically punishing himself to punish you for trying to get him to evolve.
1: Yes, he is spiting you.
0: Sure, we, we can go with that. I mean, I don't think that's exactly what's going on, but you know what? Sure. We'll be fine. Why not? Alright, Here here's my question. So you know, going when he goes from to Metang to Metagross, that makes sense. He's like a, a smaller metal monster with two arms to a bigger metal monster with four arms. Right. Except... Him just he's like a sphere, then he goes to a circle with arms. Where's the where what what, what happened there? What 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 went what went wrong? That's what I want to know.
1: See, it's kind of like when you clone a plant—you just take off a little piece of something, and then it slowly grows back into its original form.
0: Oh, so, okay. So here's what you're saying: is that um, Metagross e- er, eggs aren't aren't eggs? Basically, they're 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 ploys. They just cut off a hunk of Metagross. And then that eventually becomes Beldum. Yes, of course. And the cycle begins. So every Metagross is the same. Exactly. This is spooky. We're getting to some science stuff right now.
1: They, they are all manufacturing exactly identical copies.
0: Is there a factory? Do you think? Like the, the Metagross factory? That would be interesting to see. It would. Like, it's kind of like, you know how they've had like... Like there's like a poke, there's like Pokeball factories you go into... It's like all that, all those different fun things, like you know, casinos. There should be a a Metagross factory where you just see a bunch of Metagrosses getting like you know chopped up and turned into Beldoms and then the cycle begins anew.
1: Yeah, see, that seems like the perfect thing that children aged eight to twelve should be looking at.
0: I see no problem, but they don't show it so clearly.
1: It can't be that bad. Exactly.
0: All right. All right, Seth. So we, we've done a, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the Pokemon themselves, but what's your fondest memory with, you know, do you have any, like, good stories, fond memories of, of playing the games and having Metagross in there in the team?
1: Well, you see, actually, I've never played Metagross in the Pokemon games. I have played with, I have played him in Super Smash Bros., of course, though. <laughs> Not as him, of course, because you can't.
0: Could you imagine if he was a playable character, though?
1: That'd be awesome,
0: and stupid yeah just a little bit
1: (laughs) just just a tiny bit
0: i mean hey you know what i'd I'd vote for it they ever bring back you know voting for what characters you want next in smash bros i'll (laughs) vote for metagross and snorlax of course of course we need snorlax a playable character you have to
1: have snorlax as playable character
0: because he's could you imagine that though just or metagross (laughs) how would you even how would you even play that similar to rob i imagine (laughs) so does rob also so are robs the same as metagross do they also are they also just clones of each other since they're both robots
1: more or less but is there more than one rob
0: i mean they manufactured a bunch of robs fair enough i don't
1: actually know the story behind
0: rob he's the robotic operating buddy rob that would make sense do you think metagross is an acronym for the 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 metal energized terraforming autonomous gruesome robot almost there oh god we need we need oss um operating serviceable specimen metagross perfect perfect we don't have to worry, Beldum and uh, and uh, Metang. They they didn't have. They're not no, acronyms. They're just just Metagross. Just, just they decided just Metagross. They decided Metagross is too long, you know. It, it's it's a long enough acronym for the for the rest of them. Exactly. So it
1: it, it encompasses the entire theme. of Exactly, the Metagross exactly,
0: and that's the important part. Is it? It encompasses everything that we that we need it to. And just just looking off that alone, I say I say good good job, really well done on them to come up with a good acronym for that because you know. Exactly.
1: Kudos to you, Nintendo.
0: Yeah, good, good job. Now, Seth. Seth, my, my boy. As you know, we always also talk about the competitive side of things here. Of course. Now, I know you're not the, the biggest into the competitive scene. So, and allow me to enlighten you with my knowledge on what I think is the best Metagross set. I know you're looking at me with those puppy dog eyes. You are ready to learn Please teach me. Alright, so, with how good Mega Metagross is, Mega Gross, as I like to call him, I know, I'm very original and and funny. Um, it's what I do. Original comedy. Of course. Um, I think it's almost pointless to not take, you know, the Metagrossite to turn him into Mega Metagross. He's just, he's too good. Really. Like, unless me, you're maybe also packing a Mega Salamence. Or like, Mega Kangaskhan or Gengar, then take Mega Gross. Okay, Seth? Okay. Don't make me get the belt.
1: I I won't this time.
0: (laughs) Good. Don't like beating you. How do you think that makes me feel? How do you think that makes me look? I like it. Oh, okay. This (laughs) took a weird turn, folks. Hope you stay with us after that one. (laughs) But then, basically, the, uh, the important part to do with Mega Gross, after you Mega Evolve him, is to... Proceed to beat the shit out of everything with your four big robot hands.
1: That sounds like the greatest tragedy ever.
0: You know what? Anything that involves big robots and smashing the fuck out of things, you know I'm a big fan of it.
1: Yeah, I remember.
0: Yeah, not my fault. Not my fault at all. Exactly your fault. Nope. Entirely your fault. I refuse to believe that situation was my fault.
1: It was caused by you.
0: See, it's not my fault that, uh... So on our magic decks, I run the one-shot robot, the Blightsteel Colossus, and he's just upset about it. Beep boop.
1: You're an evil person, Jake.
0: I know, but that's what I do, damn it. And as for moves, everyone knows, you want to take Meteor Mash for that juicy stab. Just makes it a powerful move, even more powerful. I like to take Zen Headbutt, because it gives you that good coverage against fighting and poison types. Because, you know, it's important. It's important to have the things. Besides, I could only help but think that when Mega Metagross, you know, Zen headbutts someone, he, like, takes one of his forearms and puts it on his chin. and Like, you know, philosophically, like, thinks about some kind of, you know, important philosophical matter. And then while he's doing that, proceeds to then headbutt whoever he's looking at.
1: Catch him off guard, I like it.
0: Exactly, it's one of the classiest moves in the game. I like Hammer Arm, personally, because it helps you know gets rid of some of his threat coverage or his threats you know with the whole dark type thing because steel lost its immunity to dark which really made me sad
1: i mean it, it makes complete sense that robots are extremely susceptible to nightmares they they have a very hard time sleeping at night
0: do they do they? i actually i did not know that they do
1: robots do not in fact dream of robotic sheep that's far too calm
0: is it okay see i mean, that's why that's why you're here you bring us the hardcore robot facts like you know stuff that I can't find anyone else to have but you do Seth
1: this, this this is it's what I do really
0: thank you thank you you're welcome now this is where there's a lot of debate is where to put the what to put in the fourth move slot I like bullet punch having that plus one speed priority to kill low health targets is it's optimal. It is. It is dank, as the kids say. That's what kids say, right? It's, of course. Yeah, dank. It's it's
1: it's the most popular phrase amongst kids these days. All
0: right. Good. Good. Also, aged eight to twelve, I assume. Of course. Okay. Good. You know, we gotta make sure I'm staying with, yeah. You know, with with the times. You know. You have to
1: stay with the intended audience. Just constantly stay near. It. Seth, do you Chosen think with how much language
0: is on this show, this is targeted towards kids?
1: I mean, middle schoolers.
0: Hey yeah, there you go. Those edgy middle schoolers that are all like, hey man, I said damn the other day. <laughs> nice, and then the high five, you know? Yeah. The best kind of middle schoolers. Of course. It's just
1: wonderful, wonderful human beings at oh, that age.
0: Absolutely. I remember oh poof, I don't even remember when I was that age because I don't want to. <laughs> and nature obviously gonna be jolly, because you know what? You're you're already going to be offensive enough Smashing people's faces in So I like to take the jolly nature Get that extra speed Help you compete with some things And bash their faces in
1: Yes of course
0: And as far as EVs go Split it 252 attack 252 speed I put the 4 in defense Because I'm lazy And that's just what happened to, That's just ha- what happened to me I put them into my metagross <laughs> Not my fault <laughs> Alright now Seth As I'm sure you know we always like to end this podcast on, you know, a fun question. An interesting Pokemon-themed question. Of
1: course, this has been the track record so far.
0: And this episode, of course, can't be any different. Now, Seth, my question I pose to you is who is your favorite Pokemon crime, you know, the, the criminals of the Pokemon world up, up to now? Oh, okay. Okay. Like Rocket, Magma, Plasma—you know the the bad guys. Your favorite antagonist. Oh, let me rephrase that. Seth, who was your favorite antagonist mm. of the Pokemon world?
1: I'd have to say that my favorite antagonist would probably go along with the standard and being the Rocket Team. They're they're just they're just too stupid to be a bad team, and that's what I love best about them.
0: That was a good point, Seth. I think my personal favorite, I'm going to have to agree with you, I think I'm also going to have to go... It's a tie between Rocket and Magma. I really like Team Magma. My least favorite definitely goes to Plasma. I hated them so much. So goddamn much. They were stupid. And I am actually really looking forward to Team Skull from the Alola region. I think Mm -hmm. they look cool... They, like, just, like, the way they pose and, like, their baggy sweatpants on the guys, they look like they're about to drop, like, the whitest rap album ever.
1: I actually haven't seen these.
0: Gotta look it up sometime. They look... (laughs) They look great.
1: (laughs) I will definitely do that right after this, then.
0: Good, because, ah, they look... They look fantastic. And I am very excited, to. I really hope they don't fuck them up. I think they have something going well for them, looking at Team Skull. So... If
1: Nintendo does as good as a job on Team School as Niantic did with Pokemon Go, then we should be Mmm.
0: Seth, don't 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 trigger me. <laughs> is it is that very triggering? Yes. Is that your trigger word? Tr- trigger is my trigger word actually, but you know what? Oh, okay. <laughs> Talking about Pokemon Go and, and how much to kind of to shit it it went. It's getting better, I I would say at least. There... The last update helped it a little bit.
1: Sure. Um
0: a little bit. A, a little bit.
1: They're still missing, you know, the biggest problem, which is being able to find the
0: Pokemon. Yeah, pretty much. they, Maybe. they Probably. M- hopefully. Please, Niantic. Please. <laughs> Alright, Seth, well, thank you very much for joining us on this week's episode. I hope you had a good time. It was my pleasure. And thank you, everyone, for joining us this week on the Tallgrass Podcast. A big shout-out to Andrew Davis for our wonderful theme song, and Cam Mullins for our amazing logo. Another big shout-out to Infinity Break for hosting this show, and make sure to check out their other shows at infinitybreak.net. And be sure to tune in next week as we talk about the King of the Seas himself, Kingdra. We'll see everyone then.
1: Hey there. Are you a fan of books? Do you appreciate the smell of a dusty old tome? Do you annoy your friends with how excited you are when discussing literature? My name is Joshua Valentine, host of the Loud Librarian podcast, Every Monday, I, along with guests of varying levels of book nerdery, unleash our inner literary know-how. Hilarity and nonsense abound as we analyze and pick apart literary themes to an irresponsible degree. So relax, grab a cup of tea, and listen in.
0: This podcast was part of Infinity Break, where we tell stories our own way. If you want to stay in the loop about what we do here at Infinity Break, you can find us on any social media platform at infinitybreak23. That's Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. If you like what we do here at Infinity Break, check out our other shows, comics, and videos at infinitybreak.net and help spread the word by telling other people about our team. Leave a review on iTunes. The more five-star reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us and share in the infinite madness. Don't forget to check out our store under the Shop tab on our site, and if you're feeling generous, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash infinitybreak. Your monthly donation can help us improve the quality of this show and develop more shows for your listening and viewing pleasure. Until next time, Infinity Breakers, stay in the loop.